The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha. Today I have a very special guest in studio, in-house, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dooch at Everyday Media himself. You want to say hi to the TC listeners? Hi, everybody. Yay, and I'm so grateful that he's just willing to be authentic and genuine during this session with me. Yeah. I won't dive too deep into your life. <laughs> I promise I will not be doing therapy on okay. my life. <laughs> this will not be an in- Iyanla or a Dr. Phil yeah. moment, so you ain't got to worry about that. Okay. <laughs> but we are in the month of July, and I'm yeah. so glad it's warming up. Yeah, exactly. Yay. Um. This month is a special awareness month, so it's B.B. Moore Campbell National Minority Mental Health Awareness okay. Month. Um, do you know who B.B. Moore Campbell is? No, I don't, actually. She is actually an African-American author, and she has written some of the greatest works, just to name a few, Your Blues Ain't Like Mine, mm-hmm. 72-Hour Hold, which actually highlights a character that's battling with bipolar disorder, okay. and When Mommy Gets Angry. Then That's just to name a few. Yeah. And it was named after her because she was a big advocate for promoting um, mental health within the black community and coming yeah. against those stigmas and stereotypes. Okay. Um, unfortunately, she lost her battle to cancer back in 2006. Yeah. But um, she worked hard with one of her friends to try and get this movement going. And they continued on that journey and dedicated a month oh, to nice. minority mental health, but put her name in the front yeah, of it dope. because she was the front runner of it. Yeah. So. Pretty cool. Yeah, that is actually. I'm gonna have to look into that now. Yes, definitely. So, I want to start off with asking you just questions that I've asked people over this weekend. Okay. Um, you know, Dooch was not given the questions ahead no, of time. Wasn't. Like, <laughs> like some of my guests are giving questions ahead of time, but yeah. I really wanted this to be authentic and yeah. not for you to really think too much about yeah, what to like, say or saying things yeah. the right way. <laughs> So, with that being said, um, when someone says to you, let's talk about mental health, what do you think about? I think about uh, usually trying to get those things out that people really, really don't talk about and they hold in. And I'm I'm a person that does that, too. Like, okay. And uh, that, in that... Uh, there's a lot like there's a lot of things that people hold inside mm-hmm. and it kind of affects them uh, mentally because mm-hmm. that that doing that process is freeing. And I think it's freeing. And I, I kind of do it with my music, kind of try to get that out. But yeah. it's a lot of stuff that I don't talk about. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of uh, kind of what I get out of it. OK. And how would you describe your mental health? Uh, kind of stable. Kind of. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. Like, uh, I know I'm not the best. I'm not perfect. Uh, I'm still a work in progress, and mm-hmm. I really want to make that step into diving into stuff into my mental health and going to see somebody about it. So. Okay. Okay. And it it not even <laughs> it's funny that you even asked me to record your podcast because I have been thinking about it for a couple months now. Okay. To do that, and then you sparked up and came up. So. <laughs> Maybe it's a, a reason why I should do it then. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate that. So, um, 
of course, in our community, mm-hmm. um, mental health is taboo, it is. shunned on. We shouldn't be talking about yeah, exactly. it. Um, but with everything that's coming to light with like Chance the Rapper, yeah. Kanye West, yeah. Cuddy, mm-hmm. do you feel like they have become the spokespeople for mental health within the black community for people in our generation to want to come forward and acknowledge what they're dealing with. Yeah. I think they can be if they, if they use that, that tool Mm -hmm. and that, that notoriety that they have to speak more about it, about Mm -hmm. and go deeper into it because we just know that Kanye went to the hospital and then that he's crazy. Like if he really spoke on it in depth, I think, uh, I think it could be because those are the people that people follow. Like Kanye West and Kid Cudi and Chance, like those are the people that 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 kids follow, that mm-hmm. adults follow, all, like yeah. all races, <laughs> all across the board. They follow right. these people and they look up to them. So I think that would be a good thing if they did talk about it. Definitely, and I think um, primarily with Chance Rapper, I like him as I do an too. artist. Yeah. You know, and I think he definitely has that crossover appeal because mm-hmm. he's. I'm pretty sure getting some of um, those Christians like yeah. myself and be like, oh wow, yeah, is this exactly. another Christian rapper? Because <laughs> exactly, yeah. you know, I think when I'm trying to remember what uh, award show that was that he performed on with Tamala Man. Um, um, man, I, I forgot which one it is. Awards, American Music Awards. I it might have been. Okay. I think it might have been. Yeah. And you know, just with that, I was like, man. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, that's that, that that that's true right there. Like and he he can cross over because he's he's really just being himself he at the is. end of the day. Like he's he not is. trying to be a hardcore rap and he, and he's from Chicago, like Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. so it's crazy. Yes. Um I just wanna highlight um his interview that he had mm-hmm. with Complex. Um, So I'm going to read a little bit of it verbatim of what he said. Um, He said, I think anxiety is also something that I'm just now being exposed to. A really big conversation and idea that I'm getting introduced to right now is black mental health. Because for a long time, that wasn't a thing that we talked about. I don't remember it. I don't remember people talking about anxiety. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when I was growing up that really being a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he started on that because he goes a little further and talks about him witnessing friends being killed. Yeah. Um, and so some of the things he talked about, he says, I'm cool with self medication. <laughs> <laughs> I like to smoke weed, yeah. um, to chill out. Um, and he also said he puts his trust in the Lord. I yeah. think I could, um, I think I could to a certain extent have PTSD. Mm-hmm. He said, but nah, I don't <laughs> got no PTSD. Nah, I don't might. ever want to convince myself that I'm hindered by any of my experiences. Mm-hmm. I also believe in GOD. Everything that happens in my life yeah. already knows that that's going to happen yeah. and put things in certain in place for certain things to, to happen. happen. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? I think that is he hit it right on the head okay. because there's a lot of people that do have anxiety and they they probably don't even know it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because uh, I have a, even Q the Q that's he's on our uh, podcast the seventy two and ten podcast he okay. has anxiety like that too oh. and then it's I have I have a couple friends that have anxiety yeah. and they they try to deal with it with self medicating or okay. like little little things that they try to do try to try to to fight it but sometimes it's just it's overwhelming 
Mm. I can I can think of. So what does it look like for you seeing your friends having anxiety and things of that nature? And you see them self-medicating. Because yeah. you you were um in the studio doing yeah. the recording when yeah. I had Mr. Rashawn Miller yeah, on exactly. last session. I was. And he talked and I about thought that, I thought that was a great story. Like I listened to it again. That was a great story. Awesome. Yeah. But uh I don't think that they go so far as to it affects their daily life, mm-hmm. but I can I can definitely see it that they use alcohol or drugs to cope with those type of things. Mm. Is there ever a point where you would feel comfortable and be like, hey, man, have you ever thought about no. talking to somebody? That, and that's funny. Like, no, I haven't because I, I usually try to leave myself out of other people's business okay. and I should step up and be a a good a better friend and say something but sometimes i just let it be and that's uh i wouldn't say that's a good thing at all okay i don't know (laughs) it's just (laughs) it's just crazy because i I really don't try try to stay out of people Mm -hmm. out of people's business because i don't want to ruin a friendship over me trying to tell them to do something and then they Mm -hmm. just fight back and then we end up getting into it over something that something that they really should be trying to do is trying to get help seeking help outside of that okay now are you afraid like if you bring it up they gonna automatically assume you think they crazy Crazy, yeah okay that's that's probably it because i know if somebody came to me like that i probably would be defensive on it okay okay like what you mean i need to go see somebody exactly Like what you mean? I need to go to the doctor. Like no, I'm not sick. Like and it's not saying you sick. You just need everybody need help. Right. And and you know I think um, Rashawn said it best last time. You know we have no problem getting that preventative health care exactly. for our physical needs. Exactly. Why can't it be the same, same for thing. our mental health? Exactly. We don't have to be going in a downward spiral of depression, anxiety, or mm-hmm. anything of that nature. But just you know a a check in yeah, exactly. just to kind of see where you're at. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're definitely right. Uh, I think it's it's just just like you said, like it's so shunned for people to think that their mental health is bad. Yeah. And that's I don't know. (laughs) Just thinking about it like that. It just sounds stupid because we go we go to the doctor for everything else. If we have a cough or a throat hurts or. We feel a pain in our knee or anything. (laughs) Like, we'll go straight to the doctor for that. Exactly. But with our mental health, we kind of, like, try to, oh, no, no, nothing is wrong with me or something like that. And it could be something wrong at the end of the day. Exactly. And and what I'm finding, too, because having asked you those questions about, you know, um, what do you think about when somebody says, let's talk about mental health or what's your mental health? People always assume mental health is being negative, like yeah. you said, but we all have mental health. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, sometimes I want to be like, you do know you got mental health, right? Yeah, exactly. and, and not to say they have a mental health issue, yeah, exactly. but, but you, you have you it. You have mental health. health. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That you need to take care of. Like, right. we have to keep that, keep that up, too, just like we do our bodies. Exactly. And the definition of mental health, uh, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and mm-hmm. social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. Mm-hmm. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Yeah. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. And you got to think it's people that are like 35, 45, 50, and they never want to go get that checked out and see. Exactly. 
And I think that's really why I love what I do because mm-hmm. um, my primary clientele, of course, is children. However, yeah. I do work so with families as well. Exactly. To get the preventative yeah. care. Um, and, and it's really fulfilling just to know, okay, I'm, I'm helping these little people exactly. hopefully become um, productive mm-hmm. in society and being able to share the knowledge that they're getting from me with their family. Yeah, exactly. Because the kids will do that too. Exactly. Because <laughs> I do have parents like, so what you doing there, today? <laughs> they show the kids sure will tell their parents about what's going on at school. So yes. That, so, is, that is a good thing. I commend you on that. Cause. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate that. Um, it's it's definitely a challenge though. I'm not gonna I'm, I'm lie. It like it's a challenge. <laughs> and I think just within our community. Yeah. You know, like the white folks, mm-hmm. they will take their kids. Yeah, they definitely will. You know, but us <laughs> mm, No, ain't nothing wrong with you. It, First Exactly. <laughs> nothing is wrong with you. Stop acting crazy. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't know how often I hear that and I be like, no, don't say that. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, you know. Yeah, I know. It sucks. It, it does. Sucks. It really does. It definitely sucks. Um, And I want to read. Oh, Dooch, how old are you? I'm 35. 35. Dooch is 35 and he's a black male. Yeah, if I y'all am. didn't know that. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people yeah. might not know who you are. <laughs> So, you know, I wanted to kind of get that demographic information. And so I've only primarily interviewed um, black males, actually, with the questions yeah. that I've given you. Um, so maybe I might be attributing this session just to black males. Oh, OK. Uh, next session, it'll be, it'll <laughs> be black females. OK. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the black males I asked, he is 22. And I asked him, you know, what does he think about mental health? He mm-hmm. was like, nothing comes to mind. No, it has to. And I was like. Okay, you know, explain a little more about that. He was like, because he's used to seeing it, hearing it, and being around it oh, with people okay. in his family. Okay. So when somebody says, let's talk about mental health, he doesn't think much about it because I think he already has an idea of what it looks like yeah. having it been exposed to it in his family. Okay, yeah. Um, and, of course, I asked how would he describe his mental health, and he said good and happy because he doesn't have bad thoughts. So he's always seeing the positive in everything. hmm um, and of course, I asked about the influence of the hip hop artists yeah. and things of that. And if they're the forerunners for people wanting to be upfront about their mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said it motivates people to want to go see a therapist because they are battling with the same yeah, things. They could be. And they don't want to end up like that artist that did battle with those mental health issues. Okay. I can so, see what you say that. I yeah. was like, that's cool. Yeah. On the other end, I interviewed another black male. He was 30. Mm -hmm. And when I asked him what does he think about mental health, he said um, he thinks of a disability, a mental disability. So things associated with like depression, schizophrenia and bipolar, which is really ironic, you know. But again, I think um, people interchanges mental health and mental health issues. Yeah. um, And not really keeping them separate. Exactly. Um, and of course I asked how would he describe his mental health and you know like he was upfront and genuine like you he was like I probably need some therapy yeah. he's like because um, people are working my nerves <laughs> <laughs> I already know he probably, got, like, he probably right. got a job yes bills. the job he does he not kids. like yeah. he got kids yeah. his parents probably stressing them out yes and that's what he says like people are constantly pointing out my inconsistencies exactly. when I'm trying to change and yeah. do better 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I had a mini therapy session with him. <laughs> right then, now, I was like, wait, I, wait. Cut I the was mic. Just Cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just asking. <laughs> and, you know, I, I did um kind of add another piece to that. And I asked him, well, what's holding you back? Mm-hmm. From, and I'm going to ask you that, too. What's holding you back from receiving assistance from a therapist or support from a therapist? And he actually said affordability, which oh, is that, something right. within yeah. our community that I do hear a mm-hmm. lot. Therapy is so expensive. It is. So I'm going to ask you. That, that is one. And okay. then time. But that's starting to free up now for me. Okay. So I'm going to look, look more into it now. But okay. I'm sure that I could probably find somebody that can yeah. be in my in my price range. Yeah, and I don't know. Do you have insurance? Yeah, or? I do. Okay. Yeah. Um. Start with your insurance company. Okay. Yeah. Start with them, and um, they'll give you a list of providers that are in network. Okay. For you to work with. Okay. So definitely. I'm definitely will look into. Um, I'm, def- I'm looking to it today. Good. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna follow I'm for, up. Man. I'm, I'm for real. Serious. I'm gonna follow I'm, up. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show you too. <laughs> yes, please do. I will. On the real. And um. Aside from the affordability, because the young man who's 30 that's black doesn't have insurance right now. Okay. Um, And so then I was like, well, if the services were free, because there's some therapists that do pro bono free free work. I was like, well, if the services was free and I was able to give you the resources, would you go? He was like, he he stopped and paused and was like, I don't know. I was like, interesting. (laughs) You know you need to go. Exactly. But but even with the resources that are free, what's still holding you back? And And he was like, he may not be able to um, be upfront with his truth. He may not be ready for it. Okay. That makes sense. I was like, okay. Yeah. At least he's being honest. Yeah. And and that's what I appreciate from people, Mm -hmm. the honesty. Yeah. But then the question for me is, as a clinician and trying to be a mental health advocate, especially in our community in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. how do I get people past that place of being ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Cause you'll never be ready. You won't. You won't. <laughs> and if you wait to be ready, it won't never, never happen. happen. That's what everything too. Cause people put everything off. Like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll do exactly. it next week, or and you just never get to it. Exactly. That's why I said I'm gonna do it today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you leave, I'm gonna start on it. Cause I know, uh, you better. I know, I know if I if I put it off, I I I just keep putting it off. So mm. I have to get on it like right now. So what is the turning point for you now? Just being like, you know what? After this, I'm going to go find me a therapist. Because now I have a, um, my time is freeing up, and I, it's just something that I really want to do. Okay. Because I want to get I want to get all parts of me so I can be the best version of myself. Yeah. As far as my health, like my physical health, yeah, mental health, spiritual, all that stuff. So. Yes, I love that. Yeah. So I love <laughs> every time I hear people connecting those three because, again, TC listeners, the Evolving Chair podcast is built on that platform yeah. of me hoping to empower you guys to be your best version exactly. of yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually. Yeah, because that's the only way. Exactly. <laughs> we can't focus on one and let the other two go like, by the wayside. Yeah, like I just got done working out before you came here. Did you? Yeah. So Where you work at it? I just walked walked around. Walked oh, around see, the neighborhood like two miles, two and a half so miles. Small. Yeah. You don't have to join a gym. Yeah. You don't gotta do all that. Yeah. But I do have a gym membership though. Too. Where you but uh Planet Fitness. Planet, okay. So. I'm experienced fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I heard they they got rid of the steam room, so I'm thinking about going to the Y now. Oh no, okay. Because I need that. I need that after working out. Like that's a little. 
extra bonus calories oh, you can lose. Yeah. So that's um, awesome. I'm really glad. And what do you do for your spiritual health? Like what are uh, some things you do? I pray. Uh, I'm getting back into meditating and stuff like that too. Mm. So, but pray, go to church, Good. read, read the Bible, stuff like that. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um. Oh, and of course, with the gentleman, um, that's thirty. I did ask him about the hip hop artists and things of that nature. He was mm-hmm. like that. He don't really look up to them. Oh, it might be somebody yeah. else that he looks up to, like Lil Wayne or somebody. It might be somebody no, else. He was like, none of them. Like, oh, okay. He's like, none of the celebrities is who he idolizes. Okay. You know, he was like, if that's something that they want to do, that's fine. But he did give me another perspective to think about because he talked about. Mm-hmm. So if they're out there telling, OK, I'm I'm um, having these type of pains yeah. or triggers or flashbacks or um, physical ailments and things of that are having these kind of thoughts. He was mm-hmm. like, that might out the next person that's not ready for it. Okay. So um, in his mind, he was like, so if he's working with the person that's exhibiting all these behaviors mm-hmm. that say chance, the rapper or Kanye yeah. had, and he goes to work and he's like, that man got depression yeah. and then he go you know come from like you got depression yeah. and you know if the person isn't ready, ready. for yeah. it he's like you know that might make them violent and they've never been violent before yeah. or really aggressive verbally and that's never happened and i was like i didn't you know i didn't think, think about, about that, that yeah. perspective but that made me think about it in a whole nother manner what do you feel about that that those celebrities could potentially out people um who aren't ready to have their mental health yeah. revealed and, and they may not be in denial themselves yeah i, I agree because it's kind of like when people come out of the closet for gay being gay or something mm, like yeah, that and then yeah. it kind of you you get a, a stereotype of what a gay person is supposed to look like or right, whatever right. and then you see them like are, are you gay and then mm, that they lash true. out on you because you don't even know they might not even be gay right. at the end of the day but because you see this stereotype of these people that yeah. look this certain way, and it could be totally off. So I can see where I can agree where, where he comes from on that one. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So, um, we'll be right back after this break. are back i'm still here in the studio with dooch 
Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about facts and the most common mental health within our African-American community. Okay. So 20% of African-Americans are more likely to experience mental health issues compared to the general population. And the most common mental health issues within our community includes major depression, Mm -hmm. ADHD, so attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, Mm -hmm. suicide, which is becoming more common among young African-American males, unfortunately, um, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's it's sad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's um, I wish, <laughs> is I wish that we could, would get rid of that stigma behind uh, mental health so we probably, so we could go get help for it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, me being a 35 year old man, I understand. Now I understand. I wish I knew mm. this a long time ago, but okay. that could, that could be hindering you from doing the things that you want to do because it could be it could be you could be depressed or you could Mm -hmm. be you can have anxiety and that causes you to stop doing the things that when you get uncomfortable and you just stop like you just shut down and, and don't pursue and that could be the thing that uh could put you on so to speak or make you famous or successful but you don't do those things because you're you're scared mm. somehow. That's a good point, though. But I wish I'd have learned that a long time ago, like 15 years ago, just to to go see someone or mm-hmm. talk to someone or just open up to people more. Okay. Yeah. What about in your home? What was that conversation like when you were going through something really tough did you have the support of mom and dad yeah i always had the the support of my mom but but since that my dad wasn't there okay it was just me and her so not having that father figure to tell you okay these Mm -hmm. things will happen or you need to be aware of this or these you know i'm saying just not having that i think it kind of it kind of did mess me up Mm -hmm. in in a so to speak because my mom can't tell me how to be a man. Right, right. I need a man to do do those type of things. And not having him there for me, I think it kind of messed me up. And I I think he kind of uh, understands that. Okay. Because at one point, I think he thought that I hated him. I never hated him. I mm-hmm. just wished that he would be there more for me. Yeah. And that was just, I think, Yeah. I wish I just wish that I wish that he would have been there more yeah. because it's it's just it's hard trying to be a black man not mm-hmm. just not even a man just not even a black man just a man period exactly. but trying to be a black man in this this time is Ooh. is hard it's tough and I'm glad you um highlighted that about not having dad in mm-hmm. your life because session six of mine I had Dr. Gaston and he that's what he does like he touches on African-American male intimacy um, and trauma yeah Um, and I think what some people don't understand you don't have to necessarily have a trauma although that could have been a traumatic experience for you Um, are you okay with me like kind of pushing the envelope a little bit to to ask a little more Um, did dad leave abruptly or yeah he left 
I was six or seven. You're six or so, seven. So I was young. Okay. Was a mom and um, dad married or? Yeah, they were. They were married. Okay. Yeah. And so he just kind of like up and left. And yeah. One of them things didn't come back. Nope, never came back. Okay. And then it was a point in time where I would go see him every once in a while, and then it just stopped. Okay. Okay. And then, but we reconnected after after I became older. Okay. So I do see him. I talk to him I, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. Actually, when I uh, broke up with my girlfriend and moved out. I ended up moving in with him wow. for about two months until I got my my place yeah. and got myself back on my feet. Yeah. So it was never never any bad, but I just wish that he could have been there more. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I thank you for you know being honest about yeah, that. I'm, I'm an open book. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to be. <laughs> I appreciate that. You just don't know. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And so, in your words, what is that lasting impression of having dad exit your life at six, mm-hmm. and now him resurfacing as you are an adult? Yeah. Do you find yourself um, in relationships struggling with being able to? I think yeah. I can see that, yeah, okay. because I do have, I've had relationship problems where I don't open up, and then that's funny because when I, when I stay with him, I could see all the things that I like I I do uh-huh. in him, like uh-huh. all the little, just the little things that he does, like oh that's where I get that from, or oh wow, so yeah, I could see that, yeah, okay, like I could see that blending into my relationship and how I treat the women that I treat them. Mm-hmm. I, that I have or mm-hmm. how I, my relationships with women are the way they are. I can see it being coming from him and or the act, the not having him. Right. I can see how yeah. it hindered that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. Thank yeah. you for sharing again. Um, again, we not going to do a Dr. Phil <laughs> moment <laughs> or Iyanla. I ain't. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think. Um, I'm just a firm believer. I think, you know, therapy is private. It is. And it, you know, doesn't always need to be on show. (laughs) (laughs) I think the results will speak for themselves. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So when you see this changed person. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, Oh, he went to therapy. Okay. But you don't have to see the process. Process, yeah. (laughs) You don't always have to see the process. Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> TV want to make money off of it, so they, exactly. And you know, I'm not knocking that. No, hey, I'm not either. You know, that's that's <laughs> you know. I think the part of it though, it, it gives us within the community an idea of what it may look like. Yeah, and it might then, not even be that. You know, <laughs> it's my not. therapy sessions are nowhere near that intense. <laughs> Granted, I have to be real with some yeah. people. But I'm not like in their face. Yeah, or, yelling at them yeah, and stuff like you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the ACA, yeah. American Council Association, <laughs> would be like that. Is okay. That no. is that's not okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that it's, it's dramatized on TV. Yeah, it is. But you know, some people like it, and yeah. you know. <laughs> Again, I ain't knocking it. Exactly. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I do want to highlight um, about is trauma mm-hmm. within our community. So yeah. we are more prone to develop those mental health issues because of um, homelessness. Yeah. And American African Americans make up forty percent of the homeless population, mm-hmm. as well as some kind of violent 
lights that we may see. Yeah. And I think about everything that's going on in the news with yeah. the shootings um, from the law enforcement to our black uh, men, exactly. um, domestic violence in the homes, the shootings in the community uh, exactly. amongst us. Exactly. And I'm just like, they're just re-traumatizing exactly. people that have already been traumatized by something. Exactly. And with research coming out, it's finding that trauma is in our genetics. It pro- I can see why they you say know, that. Yeah. yeah. And think and I think like, shoot, like our ancestors exactly. that were slaves. Exactly. That trauma from being physically, sexually, um, and emotionally abused. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how it's just carrying yeah. down into the genes. Mm-hmm. And now you first off you wondering why little Johnny <laughs> is acting a mess, you know. So you now you gotta take a step back. Okay, those uh trauma the, genes the, the, that yeah. are in and now he's seeing police officers killing our black men or in his community black men killing black men exactly or in the house exactly mom and dad might be you never know exactly Mm -hmm. how do you think we can move forward with with this awareness because like i'm i'm a real advocate and i'm really passionate about bridging that gap Mm -hmm. with our community and that disconnect about what mental health is and isn't what therapy is and isn't exactly how can because sometimes sometimes i feel stuck Mm -hmm. even with doing this podcast and now this is a little self-disclosure so at one point in time, I really thought about giving up because yeah. I was just like, man, like I'm not getting enough followers, you know, yeah. not enough people listening, you know, like maybe I should conform and just yeah. talk about well, whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I already right. know. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I had my one sister friend be like, no, don't you conform. No, please. Because we need conform. more people. That's I think that's the thing that we need. We need more people to talk about it. Like it, it can't just be one person we need exactly. a, a bunch of people like we need the people like Charlemagne and yes like the bigger people to just really speak on it like because those are the people that people are influenced by like he just had he got black people reading books now right right so, <laughs> real life man. like shout out to Charlemagne yeah. for you got black people going <laughs> to the store like it was sold out everywhere in Milwaukee like yeah. I I drove all over Milwaukee looking for that book so if if he can get black people to read, if we can get black people to do that, I think we can get black people to start going to see somebody and getting help. Yes. We just need more people to talk about it. We do. I don't really know. And I think that's just um, that endless question of how can we make people feel comfortable yeah, in a non-judgmental space? Because, mm-hmm. of course, I know some of the stigmas is, too, of the racism. Yeah. You know, you sitting across from somebody that don't look like you mm-hmm. and understand all the things you've been through. And I was glad that he said that in the last yes. episode that that he, he is it, like you said, it is a, a process of finding someone that you can open up to. It is. And I'm, I'm just going to have to go through the process. Yes. <laughs> and don't give up. Because, no, I won't. I mean, you may get a black clinician and they still they might not click get, with yeah. you. You're you right. know? Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I was glad that he said that because it, I'm sure there are people out there that have my, type, my same background or my same... Or my same background and they they will know like the the language and all that stuff and they exactly. they're into hip hop and all that so they know right. that and yeah I think that that's a good thing though yes and and you know to keep in mind everybody's journey to the destination of finding that great clinician mm-hmm. is different, different. Yeah. so it'll look different for anybody you know um 
it might be a black person that connects well with the white clinician because they get it you know um or vice versa Mm -hmm. so keeping that in mind as well oh i'm really glad you were on today's session i'm glad to be on here i'm I'm really excited (laughs) we need to have more of these conversations we do authentic uncut and just real just to get that's what i like to do on i that's what i like to do just period just have real conversations with people Mm because i mean we could always talk about uh people on instagram and shoes and cars and all that (laughs) stuff but it's it's more to life than all those things it is it's so much more (laughs) you know what us if everybody was their best self what would the community look like exactly that's what (laughs) i try to preach that all the time like i just want i want everyone around me to just do what they love and and be passionate about it and try to be the best version. And I pray for everyone around me for that, just to find the thing that they're passionate about and that they love to do. And so we could do it like, cause it's, it's so (laughs) like, it's, it's, it's easier than we really think it is. It's just that Mm. we just so scared (laughs) to do it that we just don't do it. And it's so easy. As long as you just put the time and the effort into it, Exactly. We, can do, we can do anything that we want to yes. Any, anything that you can imagine that you could do yes and i'm glad you brought up that fear again because yeah. we just need to motivate our people to yeah. get past that fear because like we talked about earlier if you waiting to be ready you will never, never be ready you'll never <laughs> never it, it'll be two years ago you'll right. be like, oh, i'm still trying to like Hello. no just do it yes yeah. just do it and i promise you know and i'm gonna keep saying it therapy is not all that bad i'm, I'm sure it's not <laughs> I'm, I'm, i already know it's fine just like everything else like we think it's so bad and then yeah. we do it like oh that was easy exactly <laughs> honestly and depending on the therapist it can be just more of that conversation yeah. piece for me because i do work with smaller kids and families i do a lot more activities yeah. to engage yeah. um and break through things that way mm-hmm. but man therapy already <laughs> <laughs> know you know and and um definitely i i want to be able to make therapy affordable too so you know trying to work out some things for that as well yeah so because i know with some people may not have insurance yeah um and of course when you don't have insurance you like well i gotta pay this i gotta pay pay that that therapy is on the back (laughs) burner that's not a priority i got got we energies i got all the other stuff yeah exactly but making it where you don't necessarily have to think about the cost. Oh, yeah, it may be a little something, but it wouldn't be, you know, that 150 yeah. session or whatever it may where, be. Where it gets to a point where they may have to make a decision on doing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I don't want people to feel the need to make a decision. Yeah. It's either this or that. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, um, I do have some things going on in the community. Um, on Thursday, July 19th from 6 to 7 p.m. at Capitol Library, I will actually be having my first gap closure series within the community. Is that the thing that you were, you were talking t- about? Not with um, Rashawn Miller, you talking about? No, you or? were talking about you were going to do something at uh, the library. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So that might be something good. Um, going back and forth about the live taping of yeah. it. But 
Yeah. I'll definitely be there for that. Definitely. So and and it's named gap closure because it's more than one gap we need to close within our community. It is. That's beyond the mental health piece. <laughs> exactly. It is. So yes, yeah, so please come out. I definitely will be putting some stuff on social media about that. I I definitely will share it. Thank you so much. And my agency will be up and running oh. by the end of this summer. Yeah. It will be called, you know, I, to keep it uniformed and, <laughs> and just <laughs> fluid, yeah. the Evolving Chair Counseling and Consulting oh, Agency. Oh, that's so good. So, yeah. And I will be having actually a back to school fair in August, I think on the 19th. So. Okay. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> That's good. I'm trying. And again, I want to thank Dooch for being my very thank special you. guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And my media person. So <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are in need of media, go to Dooch at Everyday Media. Please. Please do. Yeah. On all social, med- uh, social media, I'm, Everyday Dooch is my personal. And then the social media for the studio is Everyday Media. Awesome. So, so check him out. He will work with you. I'm he's really he's a sweetheart too. So I really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so until next time, peace. Bye y'all. Hey TC listeners. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share and rate this podcast. You can send me emails with questions, comments, and feedback to TEC Podcast 2017 at gmail.com. On Twitter at TEC Podcast 2017, IG at TEC Podcast, Facebook, The Evolving Chair Podcast, or check out my website at www.theevolvingchair.com. So go listen to me on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play.